Welcome back to the second episode of The Late Show with Aaron Cohen and Lamar Odom. And let's get straight to it. What's up? Sunday night, the Lakers played the Blazers. And we'll skip to the end. The Lakers were up by one. 30 seconds left. 18 seconds on the shot clock. And Russ. That's a bad shot. Can't take that shot. And the end of the, like in the third quarter, like that would be a good shot. To get to two for one, it was the end of the game. This is the best shot. So after the game, he said he was it was a good shot, and Darvin Ham said it, it was, was a good shot at the end of the third quarter or end of the second quarter. It's good that his coach has his back, but that's a bad shot. Yeah, but he has his back, but at the same the time, it's a quarter, bad shot. Yeah, he needs to know. Uh, how, how do you how do you tell him is a bad? How do you tell a professional? Athlete, that that's, that was a bad shot. But besides, sit him down and tell him, what get him on get on the line. He ain't gonna, he ain't gonna no, put him on the line. I'm saying, but Darvin Ham didn't. He said it was a good idea, but he just wished that he I know, drove, that to, the, drove at, to the rim. Yeah, at that time, of the game they were up one. They were up one with 30 seconds left in the game. With 30 18, seconds left in the game, on yeah. the shot clock. That's a and it's quick shot. But also, you take in consideration his. Really poor shooting start in the first two games, and that was the third game. Had a bad night that night, too. It's like, Listen, even if he was 10 for 10, it's still a bad shot at that point in the game. If you miss. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, obviously, if it goes in. And yeah, if it goes in, then it's it all right. In. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it didn't go in. So what do you think the Lakers should have done in that, in that, in that scenario? Well, he should have drove to the hole. Russ, or yeah, you say anyone? Anybody at that point of the game, up one. Me personally, I think LeBron's gonna have the ball in his hands or AD. Was it a broken play? It it no, it was literally like he they get the rebound, they get the rebound, and they're oh, no no no. Um, Simon scored. They get the rebound, they bring it up. Russ on the right side, but he was just feeling beginning it? of the shot clock. It was like six seconds of the shot clock. It shoots. Let me see it. Pull it up. I mean, he has space. He was wide open. He was in rhythm. I can see why he said it was a good shot, but you missed it. Is it still? I have a good. If I have a question, is it and still? You gotta, and you got to understand too. It's like yeah. you got to understand. Um, you know, risk and reward. You know what I'm saying? As a basketball player, especially. Um, this market that you're playing in, you know, the the, um, the microscope. Yeah. Every game. And on certain I mean, players, they, especially. You know, they're, they're down 0-3, and people are already acting like, oh, the playoffs over. are over and shit like that. And that's just hard to probably play with. But as also going to make or break you. And as an athlete, as a, you know, former professional athlete, I say that, you know, yeah, that's so, the reason why I love playing in L.A. Yeah. I love to see Jack on the court. Everyone. Denzel everyone. right there. My guy, we had a – let me tell you some story. It was like being a Laker. We were busting OKC ass one game. And um, this was around the time where um, I got a feeling. Yeah. Remember when that song was out? Yeah. And – the whole black eyed peas were there. Okay. And that song came on. 
they gave the Black Eyed Peas the mics and the whole fucking concert broke out <laughs> during the game. That was like, I know OKC had to be embarrassed that night. <laughs> oh, I feel like, like that's only in LA. concert break out during our game. I feel like that's only in LA. <laughs> but that's like part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying that on a court, you're saying, yo, if I, you know, make this shot, oh shit, I'm gonna be the hero. Everybody gonna be talking about me in the paper, or if I miss it, you know, the same thing. That's going through your head, but oh, that was the risk that he took. Yeah. And that was the reward. Yeah. That was a bad shot. I'll tell him to his face. I was there. He knows basketball. I was there, and people were not happy. You feel what I'm saying? Fuck the people. This man averaged a triple-double in the NBA. I know he knows that was a bad shot. If he could take it back, he would probably take it back. And now you're down 0-3. I'm not saying it was because of that shot. No, it's a whole, it's a full game. Yeah. You can't. But but you, you having played a big chunk of your career in L.A., how do you deal with – how did you deal with the negative – Media attention, negative fan attention, because the Lakers are going through it right now. Well, I won. Twice. <laughs> but I'm saying during... But even though, even, 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 in this, even in the times where we were, like, we were, um, like, before PAL, you know what I mean? Um, where we didn't make the playoffs... You know what I mean? That's or, what I'm talking about. Or, or, or exit in the first round. I'm never. I never went through what Russ is going through in my professional career, and that was like I questioned myself. Maybe the last time, just my last stint with the Clippers, and that's because I came in really overweight. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But as far as like me making a move and like really questioning it, it's like fuck it, I missed a shot or. That play went wrong. I don't think I don't think anyone in NBA history. There's probably like a, a little, a, a small chunk of players that are going through what Russ has gone through. I mean, but just think, I got suspended in the weed. I mean, I got suspended in the NBA for smoking marijuana, and then had to come out and play for a team that people knew what was going to lose. So how do you deal with that? I mean, I was just confident enough in myself. So confidence. It's called self-esteem. And Russ has that. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta dig down somewhere and find it, young man. That's it because that's funny. Crush was the first game that I went to. You know, I seen he got to the basket and he tried to make a pass, and I was just like, "That's because he's just second guessed himself." He was right there. It's just confusing because he has all the confidence in the world, but on the court you see him second guessing himself. But speaking of Russ, how do you, how did you deal with trade rumors? Because every player is going to go through it. How did you deal with it? I mean, it kind of like ex- made me try to like excel. You know what I mean? So you, it used, it used it as motivation. Yeah, like, fuck that. I'm going to show you what you're going to miss or what you're never going to get back. That's it. That's the only thing you could do. What else, though? My glass is always half full. You know what I mean? Has I it always I, been? Yeah. So I was on my deathbed at one time. I'm saying like b- before that. Yeah, the way I was raised. I don't know. Yeah. Always. 
Did it ever discourage you, though, the trade rumors? Or was it always like, I'm going to prove them? Yeah, I'm going to work through it, bust their ass, and, and, and let them let people know what they're going to miss. You know? But, again, I, I mean, I know Russell Westbrook. You know, and I, I have a lot of faith in him. I know it's pops. I appreciate that. And I, I but think I it's going to be all right. You don't? And 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 my followers all know me as the guy to always, you know, be the optimist. Yeah. Because like you, that was the way I was that raised. Mean you're always right. No, I know. Yeah. I'm, but I'm saying that was, that was the way I was raised. Yeah. Always glass half full. Mm-hmm. And I took that, that side of my life, you know, always being positive and apply that to my brand and with the Lakers community. Yeah. And I've tried to stand behind Russ for as long as I could, but I can't anymore. Can't do it. And like I said in the last episode, I think Russ is a great player. I think, mm. and I appreciate how he approaches the game 110%, all of that. But he's not working with us. He's just not working with us. And I know it's been only been a year, but, it, but we've seen enough. Strong community dude, too. He is. And LA, and LA appreciates that, but what does yeah. that do for us on the basketball court? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Love the guy. Speaking about that, I was talking to uh, my friend. I'm um, coming over here, and um, in a lot of ways, I was playing devil devil advocate, even with my own thoughts. Right, and we, I call, you know call him God James. Right? Yep, and. He's done so many things on, on the court, and you know, I've been six nine all my life. And if I was coming up right now in America, that was a guy I probably would want to play like, mm-hmm. without a doubt. You know, but sometimes you get caught up in people's greatness, right? And I think in 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 um, the culture of basketball is probably going through that a little bit with Steph Curry. With three-point shot, we talked about that yeah. a little bit last night. And I think right now the Lakers are really being caught up in LeBron's James' oh, greatness. Totally. And I admire him in so many ways on the court. Um, the reason why I probably could, he probably, in my opinion, why I probably would lean to him as the GOAT in today's time, what he's done off the court. So you talk about what he's done on the court, right? but like off the court, as a school, you know, his three boys, you know, they probably got more money than me. So in today's time, as far as being an NBA player, being picked in today's time, bringing your boys along yeah. with you, nobody's ever going to probably surpass that. Along with his stats on the court. But I think that's hurting the Lakers with his relationship with Clutch Sports. Now, I know it's against the rules as an athlete to be an agent at the same time. 
but his partner <laughs> yeah. runs Clutch Sports. So I would think he probably has a say so on who. He got Clutch a big Sports. pull. He's got a big pull. And I look at the roster yesterday. I call you, right? Yeah, we spoke about it, yeah. It's like seven guys on Clutch Sports. Yeah. On the Lakers. <laughs> I'm like, hold up. Incredible way to play Monopoly. I tip my hat to it. Look up to it. In so many ways. That's like the real, like, strong, the strongest business move. Any, he's probably the most... Strong, he's the most strongest athlete right now. In and this sports. is the Lakers. It's not. It's not like the Pistons. It's the Lakers. He's the most. He's the strongest. When I think about that, and I some, he's the strongest athlete in sports. And he's not any. He's not even getting any clutch sports money. What do you mean? Exactly. <laughs> Against the rules. But I'm just saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> These guys done everything. But right now, him playing Monopoly, that's kind of killing the Lakers. Because those clutch sports athletes, I don't think, as far as the Lakers standards, they're like really just NBA standards. And no disrespect to them, but I played in the NBA with Kobe, like with some really good players. Like They would have to fight for positions to come off our bench. As far as from what I've seen, none of them stand it out. Or they can't put the ball in a bucket. Do you see any any uh, you know alignment between Kobe's final years and LeBron's? Because everyone's like, "Oh, LeBron, Kobe's final years, it's just farewell. Like we're no. not doing shit." No, because there's two different. You know, the ways to the top was too different. They're gonna go out different, differently. You know what I mean? It's hard to compare, like, greatness, right? It's like... I was just saying situation-wise. But, no. but like, I don't think... Co- I mean, you can speak better this on, but look, than me. But, look, LeBron's not retiring this year. Or, no, know, no, 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 no. But I'm saying, like... We won't see that until he says, this is the end. Yeah, but there weren't... he says that, like, come on. It's, like, going to be, like, a parade. Oh, yeah. At the end of every, <laughs> at the end of every arena. Which yeah. Which he deserves. Of course. We're going to... F- we're not going to finish now, but we're going to finish off with quick hitter questions. But now that we're on the topic, do you think LeBron has done enough for the Lakers organization to have his jersey retired? His jersey retired? By the Lakers. I would say when he eclipses Magic and eclipses Kareem, if he does that as a Laker, then yes. But as of right now, just the one... Bubble championship, which a lot of people have an asterisk, which I don't know why they have an asterisk. All he did was play a schedule, which everybody else did. And had no escape. No players had any escape. You know what I'm saying? And he won. I think he should get um, a star for winning the um, for winning the championship in the bubble because they were talking about how hard it was. Yeah. So you had to be in shape and mentally 
you know what I'm saying, tied up series yeah. to win it. But you really think LeBron because this is the Lakers. Yeah, and all he's all he's done not not all he's, if, I can, I'll stand by that. If he when he if he when he passes Magic and Magic's assists and Kareem scoring in a Laker jersey, yes. Yeah, but I I think that's a career accolade. That's not a Laker accolade. Like I know he's passing Lakers, but like yeah, but he did it in a Laker uniform. He's still gonna be. A he did it in a Laker as uniform, as a but Laker. like I think if he get those two. But I see your argument. That's no, a good argument. I personally think that since the Lakers are such a storied franchise, yeah. the bar has been set so high. You know, you, every time you go to Staples, you see yeah, up in the rafters, like, these names. They're not just any names. And I think that, you know, one one ring, which we greatly appreciate as as the Laker fan base, because, you know, we took, it took 10 years. Yeah. I just don't, I don't think it's enough. But it'll be interesting to see because... I mean, well, I mean, at this rate, what is, how much is he averaging this year? So far? Yeah. 30? Mid-20s. Mid-20s again? Yeah. But I think he'll end up... So, at this year, I mean, he's, at this, let's say if he averaged 20, let's say a, a decline for him would be 23? He averaged 30 last year. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't average... I don't see him averaging under 25. I get that. I get all that. But I'm saying... So, what, what will it take for you... That was what I was about to say. What would it take for you for him to win another championship? Because he ain't gonna be able to do it with that shit out there. And I'm not calling the you know players. No, no, shit, no, no. I was. I that's what I was about to ask you. Good. But yeah, I think he'll need to win another championship. One championship is not enough to get your jersey retired, no matter who you are. He's gonna get his jersey retired by Cleveland, Miami, no doubt. But I don't. I don't think he's he's earned it I'm yet. Biased when it comes to him. How's your relationship with LeBron? Are we cool? You know. I don't think it's bad. Last time I hung out with him was shit years ago. So we got the Nuggets tomorrow night. Oof. Another star. I mean, every team's gonna have a star, but we just played Dame, got smoked, and now we're playing Jokic. What was the mentality going into these games when you're playing against one of the, you know, a top player in the league, specifically with Phil? What would Phil tell you guys before the game and during the game? Like, let's say. Someone's going off. Like Dame has thirty-five in the third quarter, and but our team was so about us. We wasn't gonna do anything, you know, different for anybody. Help coming from the baseline. Um, I mean, the most you would get from us is that double in the post if you really, really got it going against us or got Powell or, or Andrew in foul trouble. But we already had a system that was implemented, um, physically and mentally. Though, so I don't know where this team head is at. I don't know where they. That's why it's tough to compare. Yeah, because they're just two totally different teams. Totally yeah. different teams. I can't even really. We're just only thing that we haven't really. I, I would say, in common is that we had a, a star player, so I can relate to the other guys. You know, I know what they're, they're going through, how it feels to, you know, play with the man, the man, the man. But where do you think that comes from? The camaraderie, the connected, the, you know, the connectedness and the, the, the culture, you know, everyone's on the same string. I mean, I think the understanding of each other. Shit, you, you, you really, um, day to day, you're with each other. 
more than you see your family. Traveling, everything. You know what I'm saying? More than you see the kids. So it's probably healthy to not stay in your room. You feel me? Or go to eat. Yeah. With each other during home games. Or go have um, pregame lunch with a teammate. Get to know your boy. Look at the Grizzlies. That camaraderie. Yeah, they got a good bond. Everyone. They got a good bond. You know. You know, our leaders in his his year in year twenty. Right. You know. I just want I just like I I just can't wait to see um you know how, how bad LeBron wants it and how focused he is possession to possession. I just wanna see that become infectious on his teammates. And when I see those steps um start to take place, I'm pretty sure our conversations will change. I hope they do. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> we're all in three right now. As far as what we're seeing. Energy. You know what I mean? Everything. Everything. Because, you know, like, like when you say energy and, you know, I mean, their coach was a scrappy dude. He wasn't a flashy bucket getter. He was nasty, yeah. tip dunk. If I get some garbage down here, cool. If not, where the rebound at? Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to see, you know, the way he played the game rub off on his team. Because, shit, if that's the case, let me coach him. I'm cool. <laughs> they'll, all, they'll all get along with me. Yeah. But I think that's the biggest difference between Vogel and him. I think they can relate more to him. And it seems like he has a better grip over the Can't locker room. Can't none of them beat me in 2K? <laughs> Fuck, like. And we're going to run a triangle. Like. Do you think you'll start, we'll start seeing a trend of younger coaches, or of more younger coaches, like the Celtics coach? I know there's a whole situation <coughs> with Udoka, but guys who are younger and, like, can relate on, like, yeah, a personal dudes, level. Dude, level. dude's getting younger and younger and younger, man. Coming to league in hair 18 years old. crazy and crazy and crazy. You know, that's how you can just look at the dude's hair. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Um, I think so. As long as you know the game and you can relate, and you know your shit, and you on time. NBA is all about being on time. What do you mean by that? You could be a killer at night. But if you're on time, you're a good dude. And they all know what I'm talking about. Like to be a good dude. Real rap. So I think we'll see what happens with the Celtics because this is the young. I think I could be wrong. This is seems like the youngest NBA coach in history, Missoula for the Celtics. And they're How also. Is he? I haven't been watching the Celtics. They're you know, good. I mean, I think they're three and one. Three and one. Yeah. Um, and they're good. This guy knows. Celtics fan behind the camera. Celtic boy over here. <laughs> um. But I don't know. We'll see. Tough game tomorrow night in Denver. I hate the fucking Celtics, bro. How can you I've wear that? How can you wear that green then? I've because ne- I'm a fashionable. <laughs> I've never been so disrespected at a basketball game in my life. And, you- I, and I played in t- I played in, in, in crowds with fucking chant S A T S A T S A T S A T. What does that mean? Like you know what I'm saying? S A T S A T. Really trying to hurt your feelings. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? 
You probably heard it all. But they're, they're, Celtics are pretty good, though. That kid, um, Tatum and Brown, they could go. People forget. I mean, not Celtics fans don't forget, but they were able to get those picks with that trade. What trade? Um, with KG, right? KG, Paul Pierce, to the Wizards, right? No. Nets. Nets. They got those picks and turned it to Jalen Brown and Tatum. So that's why people are like, yo, like we should hold on to those picks. Oh, that's a min- that's the minority though. Everyone majority says trade the picks, but that's yeah, because, the other side. They don't side. have this, but all right, they don't know the business then. You know what I'm saying? And they don't know that business because you say that, but then you should know why we struggling or why we going through, you know, bumps in the road. Yeah, you get either or. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But let's finish it off with some quick hitters. I'm gonna read it off my phone. So. We're going to try to do this most of the, most of our episodes where, you know, I'll, I'll put a questionnaire on my Instagram story and we'll have submissions of questions that they want to ask you and me. And quick hitters, you know, like short answers. Do I okay? have to answer them quick or does answer have to be short? Or I don't have to be really like, I don't have to really get into it too deep. I don't have to be deep on the answers. You can do whatever you want. but Perfect. It's a podcast. You do, bro, this is our podcast. We do whatever we, we call want. call it the way we want, we want to call it. There you go. First question. Who was your favorite player to guard? To guard? To guard. That means I locked him down or it was just a battle? It can mean it was, a, it, was, it was fun. Like, you look forward to it. You're circling that on your calendar. Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph. And some of them times he got, he got the best Battles. of me. Battles. Some of them times he got the best of me, though. Battles. But I just knew it was just going to be like, I probably had to have my best defensive techniques that day. Probably was going to lift before, shoot around, and before the game. He was like a, 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 a dude I respect on the court, but he was like a respectable, dirty type player. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you had to come with it that day. It was Zach Randolph. I, I would, see, I wouldn't have thought about that. Like, that's why I love this kind of stuff. Yeah. Next question. Is there any player currently in the NBA that reminds you of yourself? Asked by Ruben Fernandez. In today's game? Yeah. If you can't think of anyone right now, it could be, like, retired, but... Preferably, like right now, you have your eyes on like, yo, that guy reminds me of me. I mean, the way he, the way he passed the ball and his ability, I would probably say LeBron. But like his passing ability, I'll be patting myself on the back by <laughs> saying that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's who, if if I was coming up, that's what I would idolize my game after right now would be LeBron. Okay. Asked by Francisco Bernal, what is your top five all time? Players? I know it's a tough question. Hmm. Kareem. Order or no order? No order. Okay. Kareem. Mike. Bean. Braun, Magic or Bird, either, either one of them. We're not going to debate that. We'll let you guys do that. Yeah. But I, I, I can, I, I like I that. Mean, I Kareem. You know, I like that. I watched, I watched, I was watching Larry Bird footage last night. This motherfucker played the Portland Trailblazers. He bust their ass. I forgot how much he had. 
He played the whole, he busted his ass left-handed. Was he hurt? No. <laughs> Just like, fuck it, I'm going to bust their ass with my left hand. He used to talk mad shit. In today's game, he probably getting tech thrown out. Every I, hate, I hate that. It's like, let you them... can't even talk shit in today's game. Can't even look. You can't even look. He used to talk mad shit. A couple more. This one was asked by Ryan Han. Do you think LeBron has won his last ring? No. Next. Asked by Steve Godinu. Who is the greatest Laker of all time? That's tough. I mean, because I mean, for obvious reasons, you could say Kareem. Most points. Right? Then obviously Magic and then, you know, Kobe. And then you hear what Magic said. Kobe is. Kobe, Magic said it, right? Yeah, Magic said it. So I would say Kobe. Kobe? If it came out of Magic voice. Magic mouth. Agreed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I Kobe agree. Kobe told me he was better than Michael Jordan in the back of the bus. When was that? I don't know. He was coming from somewhere. I don't know. What, I think he might have just kicked somebody's ass or whatever. He was on the back of the bus. He was like, Yo, I'm better than Mike. Was this like when was he was like, young? Yeah, all right, Bean. Towards the end of his career? Huh? Towards the end of his career? Or was this like when he was like like 2005? No, it was like 2009. You know what I mean? Like prime Kobe. Word. I don't know what the fuck made him even brought that conversation up. Do you Do you recall like everything about that? Moment because that was the most asked question, and we'll talk what? about it a lot. Was he better than Michael Jordan? No, um, your favorite or one of your favorite Kobe stories, the most by far. Everyone wants to just hear these Kobe stories. Oh, probably had to be the night this motherfucker. Man, he had sixty-three. And the Dallas Mavericks had 62. Three quarters, right? He was scorching that night. So many nights, man. But what's it? What's hold up, wait, hold up, though. Practice. How about this? In practice, when you know the team, they know what set we run. We run the triangle offense against. You know we we got to run it offensively and defensively. Mm. So in the NBA, in practice, like let's say if you score, let's say in practice, if you score ten times in practice, you had an amazing day. Like that's you're gonna be like you're gonna be running to the weight room to go. Yeah, you had a, a fucking great day. I seen this motherfucker hit like fifteen straight. Is he ta- is he talking or no? Talking. What you think? I th- I think yeah. Hell yeah, he talking. <laughs> he like fifteen straight in practice. Yeah, if you couldn't if you couldn't you know, um, if you couldn't develop um, good habits around that dude, then um, um. You just, you, you, didn't, you didn't get it. Last two questions. A couple people asked this one, but they want to know, can Aaron Cohen beat you in a one-on-one? 
like I would say um, how Magic Johnson answered that Kobe question, <laughs> I would say ask Aaron Cohen. <laughs> ask Aaron Cohen. Who asked you that question? Okay, but you know, okay, yeah, obviously. But, you know, I think it would be fun if we did like a shooting contest. We could do that. Stay tuned. Last question. We could do that today. No, we could, no, we could do one, though. We could do that. That's nothing. Stay tuned for that. Um, last question. You've been in L.A. for a long time. What's your favorite restaurant in L.A.? Um, that's easy. Easy? What is it? Um, the Lobster in Santa Monica. Funny, because I've never even heard of that place. You never? I know I keep kosher and I like... I'm my little bubble of kosher yeah. restaurants, but yeah. I would say we can try it, but I can't eat it. You can't eat it? I can't have kosher? lobster. I keep kosher, but you know what we Lobster's can do? Lobster's not kosher. It's fish. Unfortunately, it's not, but you know you what can't we- can eat fish? I can have fish. But why not the lobster? It's shellfish. That's why? We got to ask the rabbis on that one, but but uh, my favorite restaurant we can go to, it's yeah. called La Gondola. It's on Wilshire and Doheny. Italian, steakhouse. They got everything. And uh, Have I seen it before? So on Wilshire and Doheny. It's on Wilshire and Doheny. I had to see it. Ran by Chefnier and Jonathan Weinblatt. Fire. We'll we'll make it out there for sure. But uh, thank you guys again for tuning in. This was the second episode of the Late Show. Lamar Odom, Aaron Cohen. We will see you on the next one. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.